When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to They're Always Next Year. Guys, we made it. We made it here to next year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. And with me, as always, are Travis Milton and Josh Conrad. Uh, we are taping this Monday after the Jets' victory, 17-3 to in a very snowy Foxborough over the New England Patriots in what appears to be Bill Belichick's last game as a New England Patriot head coach. Josh, the Jets win. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I, I you know what? Uh, I, I felt good. The streak, the losing streak to New England is over. Um, let let dead things say it stopped at the, 47 right yeah we, we, they ended we at finally ri- rivalry gotcha. back on who won the last game boys <laughs> last <Went back>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh no i felt good it was just nice to end the season with a win um whether we picked at eight or at 15 um didn't matter a ton doesn't look like this is the most uh the the deepest uh, in 20, 20, you know, 12 guys and we're at pick 13. It felt, it felt like if we're in that upper third of the draft, we're getting some quality guys that are going to drop to us. So um, I just, you know what, let's win some games. Let's, let's win a game at the end of the season. Why not? What, what do you say, Travis feeling the same way or different? I, yeah, I was happy. I, I you know, I, I follow the jets because I want, I want to see the jets win because I'm a mm, jets right. fan. Like I'm, I'm tired of, of looking to the future that may never come. I'm tired of going, oh, it's going to mess up our draft position when we don't have any track record, any any solid track record to say that the draft is going to be amazing. I mean, if, if you really look at, at Douglas's drafts, you know, in, in retrospect, there's only one really good one. Um, wh- wh- why, am, why am I going to root for them to lose for the possibility again? It's like, it's it's that hope that kills you. I'd rather have the the endorphin rush now and go, hell yeah, we fucking won. Uh, instead of going, man, we fucking lost. And now we're not going to get this person or that person. And just, just let the cards fall. Yeah. I I'm, I'm with you. Once it was clear, the jets were not going to have a top four pick, let's say like they weren't going to get Marvin Harrison jr. Like 
uh, at that point, it just kind of becomes, okay, like, let's just, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't make a material difference one way or another. So, right, I might as well actually root for the team that I waste my time following. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So, yes, it felt good. It, it was one of those days where, you know, it yeah, 6-3, 9-3, clearly could have won that game. It ended up, you know, Bailey Zappi eventually imploded. I mean, how how special was that to watch a guy, like, give up the ball you know, get the ball back and then just give it up again. That was, that was mm-hmm. pretty special. Um, <laughs> I, I really appreciated seeing Brees Hall's uh, like, you know, penguin slide into the end zone. Oh, that yeah. was pretty sweet. That was fun. Uh, yeah, that was fun. So like, you know, I mean, how can you feel bad when you're sitting at home watching a snow game of your team beating their, you know, vaunted rival or, you know, whatever uh, enemy. And, and for that, you know, that, that way for Bill Belichick to end his career, like, there, there is this like perverse thinking, and I've even been part of it where it's like, well, of course, Bill Belichick lost that game because if it's a, just another way for him to screw the Jets, like, you know, he's going to do it. But like, I, I mean, I have to think that he wasn't out there trying to lose so that he could ruin the Jets draft pick. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think it was just he's outmanned and outclassed and he can't, he shouldn't be in charge of you know, picking team personnel because it clearly does not work. And, you know, it, it worked in spite of Brady for, you know, the last the last five or eight years of Brady's time there. And now it's just, you know, now it's really falling apart. So um so yeah, on the whole, I'm I'm I like you too, um I'm happy that they they ended up with a win. Um saw some good things. I think things that I didn't need out of this win was I didn't need to see Joe Tipman get carted off the field. No, nope. uh, like I, I did not need to see that. And, and like, although he avoided it, like I did not need to see Brees Hall have like a season ending injury, but you know, Hey, to his credit, he stayed healthy for whatever 40 carries or whatever, whatever yeah. he had. Um, But like, where has that been all year? And like, why didn't they do that? You know, I don't know, two, three months ago. Like, I, I'm not saying, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I want Brisol to get 40 carries every game, but certainly, you know, the kind of the playing it cute like they were early in the year wasn't working for them and they could have just ridden this guy and they didn't. And so now that it's totally meaningless, now he gets 40 carries so that he gets 1500 scrimmage yards. Like, okay, I guess. They really wanted to get him to a thousand yards, but then once they did that, why didn't they just take him off the field? So, like that was mm. the stuff that I I didn't want to see. I, the Joe Tipman thing specifically, he's got a long off season, and I think he'll be fine. But like, we're trying to build for something. We're trying to build for next year, right? So, w- what are we doing putting players in those kind of positions this year? I don't know. What, what do you think about that, Travis? I mean, yeah, last game of the year, I. I, I I don't think I, I would have had Izzy in there at that point after he after he crossed the threshold. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like you know three four games five games six games whatever. Um, he should have been getting you know twenty five yep. thirty carries. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry like that's one thing that irks me about the modern NFL. If you if you want to act like running backs are, are disposable, why are you limiting them to? you know, these running back by committees, you know, get, let that dude out there and let him run. You know, Curtis Martin was out there, you know, 32 years old, you know, having mm-hmm. 30, 40 carries a game, dude was still rolling. Like running backs can do it. Um, I don't understand that portion of the game and how that's changed because, you know, it, it, it can set up the passing, you know, passing game. A lot of things, if you got a good back, you know, ride the hot hand. Um, 
yeah, I, I, I would not have done what they did to him uh, yesterday. But I feel like, you know, in, in the season, he should have been getting way, way more carries once they realized that he was back to form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Josh. Yeah, sim- similar, like even even in a more modern sense, like the if the model of where this Jets team could have been, um, the you know, the last two years may be a little bit different, but go back three, four years, and the reason that people didn't want to play, play the Titans was you've got to battle with Derrick Henry all day, and they've got a really good defense. And so what didn't make sense to me this year the moment Rodgers went down, and again, you know, we can we can do the postmortems. Maybe this is the week to do the postmortem. But um, <laughs> the 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 plan B that was never fully developed, which should have been, we're going to limit Zach Wilson or Trevor Simeon or whoever to 15 passing attempts, a la Ryan Tannehill. We don't want you making a thousand mistakes, and we're going to run the ball 30 to 40 times a game. And if we can mm-hmm. hold teams to under 20 points, we like our chances in that scenario. I don't know why that wasn't maybe fully unleashed at some point other than in a game that was completely meaningless at the end of the season. And I know we can talk offensive line, all that stuff. Like it, it, it is all relative to each other. Um, but that's the identity of a team that when the whole league is zigging, you've got to zag. And so if you can play really great defense, run the ball between Izzy, even Dalvin, and certainly Brees Hall getting 80% of those carries that's at least something. That's at least something to hang your hat on that, listen, we lost Rodgers early and we pivoted to becoming a very run-heavy offense. And just everybody knows it and they know they got to put up with it all day. And no defense wants to have 15-yard drives on them with four yards of carry, grinding out first downs, eating up the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually you lean on them long enough and you can make some home run home run plays. So I'm with you, Travis. It would have been very nice to see that all season um, because clearly it was a much more winning formula than the one we seem to roll out there every single week. I, um, yeah, I, 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 it, it did not make sense to me why they didn't go with that at the same time, like what we saw yesterday, especially while their, you know, offensive line was imploding, but you know, I'm mean, Travis, I'm curious what you would say, but, um, you know, while their offensive line imploding, it was hard for them to, to run the ball effectively, but even so it clearly, they were trying to get Brees a thousand yards rushing. They came six yards short on 37 carries. Um, so I, Hey, I appreciate the effort. Um, they didn't get there for him on the year, but you know, I would imagine if I'm Brees, you got to feel good about the fact that the team is really kind of saying, Hey, you're our guy. Um, and, and we want to get this for you. But like, uh, I guess, I guess the question that I have for you, Travis is, and you know, I'm, this is armchair quarterbacking. This is, you know, having a time machine and going back in time to kill Hitler or whatever. But like, if they had just run the ball more, over the course of the year, as opposed to throwing the ball, I think they were one of the teams that threw the ball the most all season um, in terms of like rates or whatever. Uh, like, would they have sustained less injuries on their offensive line? Do you think? Um, I don't know that it would have, have sus- I don't know that it would have helped injuries, but I, I think, I think the biggest key is if they had stuck to, um, running and and the formula that they finally figured out over the past three weeks of, of the season is that and and I I will forever th- this quote will forever live in my mind of Nathaniel Hackett saying I wasn't prepared for how good he was in the passing game in regards to Brees Hall mm-hmm. if they had incorporated those <laughs> short 
out of the backfield screens that destroy our defense every week. Yeah. That would have helped. Um, right. I mean, those those are quick outs. That would have helped with injuries, but that would have also helped the run game, helped build the run game. It would have helped build the um, the play action pass. Like all of this stupid movement that they're doing up front, you know, didn't help anything. Didn't help with penalties. Didn't help with injuries. Um, the biggest thing with the with the line, I think, was just having to shuffle it. You know, you you've got a you you know they they're actually I think a couple of people are actually. Uh, um, copping to it now saying that, you know, the biggest issue with ABT isn't that he's injury prone. It's that we've moved him around everywhere. It's like when you, you, you have to have different stances, you have to have different, um, you know, your, your push-offs are at different points. You're working different muscles that you're not used to working when you move from a guard to a tackle, you know, or from a right tackle to a left tackle. Um, your, your body doesn't, your, your body doesn't get that muscle memory or anything. You're, you're, you're just kind of your body's left guessing, which, you know, is, is something that can, that can fuck you up real bad. If you're in, even in the gym, let alone doing a professional mm-hmm. sport. Um, I think that was the biggest issue um, that and, and turf. Um, we can talk about the turf all day long, but, uh, but I do think that getting Brees Hall engaged, maybe not necessarily the running game, but getting Brees Hall more engaged earlier would have helped with the offensive line. Would have helped with a lot of things. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. It, yeah, it, like it wouldn't have maybe altered the the whole course of the season. But yeah, I do think involving him. I understand their their hesitance to kind of go at it and you know give him the ball too much. But you know, obviously Dalvin Cook was not the answer. Um, they didn't have the answers on the roster. I thought that was a really deep group. And then you know they obviously Michael Carter was not you know, long for the organization after yelling at coaches and, um, you know, that kind of quietly was put to bed later. And then, um, yeah, they just, the the group was not as I think we thought it was going to be at the beginning of the year, which is a shame. I mean, I certainly hope that they think about it and consider it and figure out what to add, but like at the three spot next year. Um, But then, yeah, like put all your chips into kind of changing the offensive line as, as we've talked about, um, one of the big areas that uh, the Jets are not making any changes on, uh, it sounds like, are the coaching staff and front office, right? So we, we've known that uh, that Joe Douglas and Mike, uh, that Robert Sala are safe, um, have been safe, but kind of leaking out today, Monday, it sounds like Todd Downing and Keith Carter are also safe. So I'm curious. Travis, for your thoughts on that, and then Josh, you go after that. But Leah, what what are your thoughts on? I mean, we we've talked a lot about Keith Carter. We thought, you know, it was just a matter of time before he was fired. Clearly, that's not the case. Why why would you fire those guys, and then why would you not fire those guys? I guess is what I'm asking. I don't have a why would you not like I am literally <laughs> at a fucking loss on that one, dude. I, I swear to God, I. Uh, I, I don't have enough words for, for how bad of a job I think Keith Carter did this year. Um, the amount, the amount of, of penalties, the lack of discipline, the lack of the, you know, you, you can argue all day long that the, the lack of, of synergy and, and gelling on the offensive line affected a lot of stuff. And sure it does. Um, but that's your fucking job is to minimize that. You're the coach. You, it's your job to make sure that that's minimized. And hearing things like what Hackett said and, and seeing, you know, how 
Carter coached this squad was completely and utterly reactionary at every point. And mm-hmm. that's, I think that's the biggest problem with, with this team and has probably been for 40 years. It's completely and utterly reactionary, no matter what, like how we draft tends to be reactionary, how the, how they coach is reactionary. There's two, there's big swings at the first, the first thing I said in our first episode of the year, overreactions, being reactionary. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw out of this team all year long. And, you know, things that needed to be addressed weren't addressed in the right way. And we would go into, you know, the, like Josh was saying, it's like we lose a quarterback. What do we do? We, we lean into passing. That doesn't sound fucking right. Um, that's, that's a zag. That's not a good zag. Like, um, right. <laughs> you know, that's not when it's like, oh, yeah, you don't think I'm going to pass? Fuck you. Here's some Zach Wilson down your throat. Um, Take some of this. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I've never really liked uh, Carter. Um, Downing, I, I feel like, really just kind of fits in as as a a messenger. I, you know, I, I really it, it it all goes back to Hackett. Like, I really feel like it's. You know, Hackett's the biggest issue in all of this. And, you know, if anybody wants to look to the future, don't be banking on us winning or losing a game to get a better draft pick. Start looking post-Aaron Rodgers, post post this regime, because, like, what we have is what we have, and it's going to be that way because mm-hmm. of Aaron Rodgers. And, and if you didn't think that was going to be the case when we went after him, you're, you're fucking learning now. And, you know, it's it, – he better be the fucking second coming of, of, of Jesus next year or else like, it's not going to happen. I think somebody said that in their our, our group chat and cracked me mm-hmm. up. <laughs> what, what do you think about the retention of, of these guys, Josh? I, it doesn't like, I don't know if, if, if there's a lot of, it's so it's so tricky because I I've been a part of organizations and workplaces where like there's a lot of turnover and that's not healthy. Um, and I've also been places where there is no turnover and that's just as unhealthy. Like it is, right. it is not wise to just retain guys and go every is, is everything defended by Aaron Rodgers Achilles being blown out? Like right. every little detail, we're just going to pretend like we're going to hit restart on the Super Nintendo and just go back to the start. Like I don't understand why we can't still objectively judge anything. Like NFL coaches are, they're like cockroaches. Like you can, you can throw a nuclear bomb at them and they will find the way to, philosophize their way out of being fired. Well, we didn't, this didn't happen or Nat Hackett. I was, I was unfamiliar with your game. Like <laughs> I don't understand with the best collegiate <laughs> running back ever. Yeah. yeah like, I, I, I was not prepared <laughs> for how good you were. What? <laughs> like it's, what? it's George, it's George Costanza ing at, at epic levels. Like oh, there is, gosh. There is nothing that these guys can't seemingly talk themselves out of. And when you have incompetent to at the very best mediocre coaches above you and some of, you know, offensively, defensively, head coach, like 
everything starts to be like, well, okay, let's give it another shot. Let's see how this goes. Like, there's no urgency in this building. Today's been a weird day of quotes from everybody other than Aaron Rodgers going, we're all on the hot seat next year. He's the only one saying it, and he's the guy rehabbing off an injury, and he's going, if I don't perform, like, I'm out of here. Like, he's the only guy that seems to get what the rest of the league gets, which is this is a perform now and succeed now, um, and that's what keeps you around, unless seemingly you are a mediocre coach on the Jets, in which case we'll just keep you around for as long as humanly possible. It makes no sense to me why not one significant change is going to be made to this coaching staff. I do not understand it. Every time yeah. Robert Sala puts his head in his hands, all I can think of is George Costanza when in the when he's sitting there with Jerry at the at the diner telling him like mm. all you got to do is just like put your head in your hands and look like perturbed and everyone thinks that you're busy and stressed out. Right, like, look annoyed all the time, and everyone will yeah, think you're so annoyed busy. all the time. <laughs> oh, that, I wish that. Yeah, when you're in a remote work situation, what does that look like? Though, what does that look like? I don't know. I guess my guess my dog thinks I'm annoyed all the time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the but yeah, I'm I'm. I, it's it is this weird thing. I think yeah, we need some sort of blood sacrifice, and the fact that there's nothing. Um, and the way yeah. that right, I mean, like we we can talk about those first four snaps forever, right? Like, and people really did all season. Like, well, the way that Rogers was, you know, he didn't he didn't throw the ball quickly, or the way that they were setting up, and you know, you know, to protect him and. Like, I mean, hope, I, I hope, I really, really, really hope that if, if we are keeping Dot, Todd Downing and Keith Carter on this, you know, as part of this offensive staff with Matt Hackett, who is not prepared, who is not prepared for how good Brees Hall was. Like he, I mean, it's so insane to me that it's like, Hey, uh, you know, rather than like use you in screen passes or, you know, send you out, you know, kind of like motion you out and use you as a, as a receiver, like I didn't know you were really that good. So like, I just wanted to slam you into the back of our offensive line 16 times a game. Like that was, that was my whole plan for you. Like, it's like, it's it's just such classic, like to the point of like coach narrative and being able to talk themselves out of anything. Like it just goes to show like that front off. Well, ownership just has no clue what they're doing and they have no way to measure these guys and so they just listen to all this nonsense narrative and just like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. So the fact that you're, you know, total offensive scheme and the way that you're, you know, zone blocking with these players, you know, well, I'll just forgive all that. Sure. Uh, uh, what? No, that, that doesn't work for me and my job. Doesn't work for Travis and his job. Doesn't work for Josh and his job. Right. Like we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, call everything, but at the same time, right. Like, some sort of tweaks are required. But I guess what Sala would say is, no, 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 these were the tweaks from last year, remember? Like, these guys were new last year. They're the new blood. It's like, well, maybe the new blood isn't... Maybe it's infected. I don't know. Well, it speaks to what you were talking about earlier with the running back group. Like, were they really not as deep as we thought they were? Or were they they just all utilized incorrectly? I mean, there's historically any person on this podcast right now or any person on this podcast network could tell you that Michael Carter is not that great in the passing game. And what did they mainly try to utilize him for? Passing game work. The passing game, you know, dude took the fall because he was in a spot that he typically doesn't catch the ball or fumbles it. Um, you know, were, were they just utilized improperly? I mean, I think that statement alone says that, you know, there wasn't enough 
you know, they, they had a preset idea of where how they wanted this to shake out and it didn't work. So they just imploded it. Um, yeah. And then afterwards they were like, oh, shit. Hmm. Wow. You know what? We probably could have kept Michael Carter and uh, maybe used him as a third down back, which he was always effective as. Um, right. And, and, you know, split Brees out a little more often. You know, it's it's insane uh, with the overreaction and how things went. And it, it, it was all based off of having a preset plan and then going, shit, that didn't work. So we, did, did anyone anyone do a plan B? Play like a jet. Play like a jet. All right, let's let's flip over to um, the players that are currently on expiring contracts. We've talked about this in the past, but yeah, this came up in our in our group chat. So so I wanted to just take an opportunity to go through this because right, this will be one of the first sets of um, hurdles that the Jets are going to face here as they ha- you know step into the off season. So this was posted um, on Instagram by uh, NY Jets family and. So they, they put these all out there. It's it's a good list. I think we've talked through some of these guys, but let's go through this list. And, you know, today is locker clean out day or baggy day, whatever they call it, where the players are U-Haul day, where they're kind of, you know, getting all their crap out of the facility because it's unclear, you know, what their futures are going to be, especially the ones that are on expiring contracts. So, you know, one of the players who's already made a statement and basically said, look, there's going to be no home team discount is the first guy on this list who is Bryce Huff. So like, we're going to go through the list of all the the expiring players, and you know, obviously, some will go quickly more quickly than others. But what do the Jets do with Bryce Huff, Josh? Offer him whatever he asks. Don't like really? don't don't play the game. Don't make him don't make him take other meetings. You just you put out a baller offer in front of that guy, um, like a top ten edge rusher should get like don't mess around with this like don't get cute don't screw around like just this is this is the and it's more than bryce like him saying i'm not going to take the home team discount is well within his rights and i I urge every Mm -hmm. player make as much stinking money as you possibly can um but this is the signal to Garrett and to Sauce and to Brees. Like when we have a guy that's this good at his position, we take care of him. Like you have to lean all the way in here and just like make make him say no to a ridiculously big contract. Um, I hope they just go all the way to the hilt. Quinn in levels. Like don't mess around. He's that good. The stats back it up. The eye test backs it up. His teammates love him. Guys are begging him to stay. Like, don't mess around with this. Offer him the world. Make him stay in the, in the building. What, what do you think, Travis? Tag him and continue negotiating. I freaking love Bryce Huff. I've got a Bryce Huff jersey. I don't want that to be another one in my Jarvis Landry pile of, <laughs> of, of, of you know, Used to be, former yeah. Jets. <laughs> Um, but, but to be honest, I mean, we, we sunk a lot of, well, we sunk a first round draft pick in McDonald. He's not going to see the field until Brees Hall is not there. Um, give it a year, continue negotiating. We're going to get rid of, uh, Carl Lawson, no matter what, um, that will hopefully free up some time for McDonald, but it'll give some time to re- to figure out if McDonald can be, a replacement for Huff on that edge. Um, will it piss off Huff? Maybe, but you know, if, if uh, 
at least we're going to look at, you know, possibly getting some compensation, you know, tag him trade is a possibility. I don't want him to go anywhere, but just on a realistic note, you know, what we're looking at over the next few years and where our uh, salary cap is, you know, I, I, I think that, that we tag him, try to keep negotiating and see where it goes. Mm. So the um, just to just to help us understand what we're talking about, right? Uh, I, I would assume that Huff would fall under either the defensive end or linebacker tags, which are not that different. A um, couple million, but like so, the D, let's just use the DN because it's the worst of the two, um, or the the bigger of the two is what I mean to say. So like the DN is twenty three million for the franchise tag, about twenty million for the transition tag. Um, and then like, if you look at the like spending for edges, like I'm just going over to spot track, like, so the top guy at the, <laughs> at the, at the edge position is TJ Watt at about $29 million cap hit uh, 2023. And then if you go down to around like the 10th player, we're now into kind of like the Matthew Judon, Miles Garrett, Brian Burns, Joey Bosa, Trey Hendrickson, Shaq Thompson category, like Shaq is 13th and he's at 14 million and Judon is up at 16.4 around 10 is about 16 million. So you got to expect there's going to be some sort of inflation between this year and next year. So we're, we're talking about guys at least $17 million per year for Bryce Huff. The jets have roughly that currently in open cap space. Yeah. Um, and that puts them right in the middle of the pack between like, you know, teams that have like 60 million open and like negative 80 million, like the saints or whatever. So, um, but they're, so I guess my point is like, you need to free up other things, Josh, in 2024, if you're going to, if you're going to make this higher, if you're going to, if you're going to bring this guy back, like, what are you willing to sacrifice to bring, to keep Huff here? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I wonder if, if if in the Aaron Rodgers pile of toys that he brought with him, um, there's enough there's enough salary, um, Alan Lazard and, and whoever that um, Lazard is stuck. We can scrape that dude off. Dead money. <laughs> yeah, he is all dead money for us, baby. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. Cobb, Cobb is he won't be. He's a one and done. Like, I mean, he. I mean, I guess they could give him another vet minimum. But yeah, for 2024, I'm just looking now, what is Lazard's number? It's it's brutal. It's I mean, it's it not 22. Uh, his cap number is uh, tw- tw- okay. So he has a 12 million dollar cap number, but it's an 18 million if you if you like in terms of dead money. If you were to cut him Yeesh. before June, it's 18 uh, million dollars in dead money. So that's that's basically the different. That's the Bryce Huff contract in dead money. Uh, just, just, just for fun. That, isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Like, hopefully he gets That's better because, like, there's no world, there's no world in which Alan Lazard is not on this team. If you, uh, well, if you make him a post June cut, then it, it moves to about twelve million dollars. But anyway, um, so yeah, so that was I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a very unpopular position, which is if the Jets think that McDonald is the player that they tell yeah. us he is. Um, yeah. And I do not want to see Bryce Huff go, but it's just a sad reality. I do not think you can keep him in. There's no, unless you backload this contract. So, you know, put in a bunch of void years and stuff like that. Like, like, and you really start paying him out in like three years, like, or you do just a bunch of, you know, 
whatever, um, you know, bonus nonsense, like, which is fine. But like, I just don't know that he's a guy that they can afford to keep. I would love it if they did. And you're right. You need to reward guys like this. I just don't know if he's the guy that gets the reward because Quinnen got his, and then you got to pay this guy and you're blocking the spot for Will McDonald, who like he needs to develop. They've got this rotation going. I mean, who knows? We'll see if Jeff Albrecht goes anywhere. It doesn't seem like his name is being talked about a lot today on Monday for interviews. It certainly could, could happen, but like, I just feel like he's going to be a casualty of this process. Um, but like, if you, if you're really set on keeping him, I guess the way to do it is you, you do a transition tag, um, which means that you kind of, it's like a right of first refusal tag. Um, but like, then you get compensated. Basically no players get transition tag or very few do. Um, and most players who do wind up back with that team. Um, but like a Travis, I do like your idea of like, if you can kick it down the road a year, like, but, but this is going to mean they're going to need to make some other cuts and there's just not a lot of other cuts. Like, there's not a lot of free money. Like we just, well, we just cut Carl Lawson. Like he's actually in this list. Like, um, but like we just cut Carl Lawson and we get 15 million back. Like there's nothing like that really this year for this team, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so next guy on the list, that was one Makai Becton. What do we do with Makai Becton, Travis? If there's a guy that's going to give a home team discount, it's going to be Becton. Um, I didn't love his year, um, but there's so many holes you have to fill on on the offensive line. And uh, I really think if you can get Becton back at a, uh, you know, low, low risk, um, you know, not insane money contract, uh, mm-hmm. I say go for it. Um I, I really think that uh you know he didn't have he didn't have the best year. He he had a lot of penalties, a lot of penalties, and gave up a crap ton of pressures and sacks. Um mm. but you know, I I think that if if we can shore up the rest of the line, you know, I'd rather have one worry than five. Um I really do think that uh his comments about wanting to come back, play with Aaron Rodgers, he's got he loves that guy to death. Um, I think with his injury history, he can't really command anything big. Uh, it might be a one-year deal, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the devil you know is better than being out there um, looking at the devil you don't know. If he comes back and he plays for this team, uh, do you keep him at left tackle, Travis, or do you move him to right? Or have we learned our lesson there? Or what do we do with that left right situation? Um, I, I would I would move him. Um, to be honest, I'd move him back to right. Um, I think he played. Uh, where did he finish the the season at? Left or right? I, uh, he finished at left. Finished at left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would move him back to to right, even though it's not his natural position. He seemed to play better. Granted, uh, he was there, uh, you know, a little bit more limited than he was left. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would move him to right and uh, just make him the right tackle. Um, I mean, it's like everything I know about this guy. Like, I get why playing the left tackle position is kind of like the, you know, whatever preeminent position to play. But like yeah. everything about him, everything about his style, everything about like his game screams like road grading right tackle like yeah wh- why why can we not just play the guy and i get it you got to flip and you got to flip everything around in your brain and that makes sense but like 
give him a good contract. Like basically, here's the deal. Lakin Tomlinson, right? Like he he's his cap number next year is eighteen million dollars. You're gonna pay yeah. Lakin Tomlinson eighteen million dollars. Yeah. So, so what you no. do, you basically you basically, you know, you designate him as a post June one, what is Lakin? Then it becomes basically like a like like a eight instead of like a ten million dollar dead money, it's like a six million dollar dead money with about thirteen in savings. You take the money from Lincoln Tomlinson when you punt him into the fucking atmosphere, and then you <laughs> and, and, and you and you use that to pay Mackay Becton. You move Mackay Becton to right at ten. You take your tackle, your left tackle, or whatever. Like and then and you just go, you just go right. Like that that alone would just do so much for this group. See, um, I, I think if we took a left tackle and a center in the draft, move Tipton Tipman, to yeah, left to guard. guard. Mm-hmm. Um, oh baby, I, I think that we would be in a great spot. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, any any thoughts on that one on on uh, Becton there, Joshy? I I'm yeah. It, when he says home team discount, I'm I'm expecting that this is a Tobias Funke fire sale <laughs> level discount. Everything must go like Makai. Like we're talking Everybody's league talking about that Funke. Everybody yeah. Funke, some kind of something. Um, Makai singing Amazing Grace as he signs yes, his contract. What's what's happening? Hundred yeah. percent. Like it's got to be such a ridiculous discount for me to even entertain the thought of relying on that guy and you have to immediately have a backup for him at or near his level of play because he, he just, it's with, we're four years in three years in and it's, mm. it's an unreliable player. Like he, he, his body cannot stay on the field. Um, and when he has, he's very up and down. And so you cannot depend on him, you know, just going, Oh, he's a top 10 pick. He's a top 10 pick. Like that's cool. Three, four years ago when the potential right. was still, still there, we have enough tape and enough injury history to have to go down to near league minimums at that position before I'm even somewhat interested in bringing him back. So I know he probably will be back, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about it. All right. This I'll, I'll put this group together as a, as a, th- as a group of three here. Um, Thomas Morstead punter, Greg Zerline yes. kicker and uh, Gunner uh, Justin Hardy, like special team captain. What do you do with those three? You taking them back, Josh? Taking them all back to, uh, in, yeah. in that order. That would be my order. Yeah. Um, Thomas Morstead is probably in the top five to seven punters in the league. That guy is amazing. Um, I love Greg the leg. That guy's had a bunch of big kicks for us. Um, hopefully he's kicking a lot more extra points and field goals next year. Um, and I love Justin Hardy. Like I love all three of those guys. If you, if you can make the numbers work, um, then I think they're all they're all worth bringing back rather than wild cards at those positions. All right, all right. Let's let's look at the corner. Uh, excuse me, the the defensive backs who would be um, leaving. All right, uh, Travis, I'll let you I'll let you have your word here. You've already said this, so this might not be yep, shocking. I'm gonna say it again. You're gonna say it again. All right. So I'm here's, doubling here's the fuck group. down. I love it. I love <laughs> it. All right. So, so of the group of the defensive back group, we've got Bryce Hall, cornerback, Chuck Clark, safety. Then we also have the big two, Jordan Whitehead and Ashton Davis. What are you doing with that group? Roll it back, Ashton fucking Davis. That is my <laughs> I swear to God, I'm I I am I'm I'm on the verge of him being the, the first jersey of, of 2024. Wow. Uh, wow. Yep, I've done a done a total 180. Um yes. I 
I like, I mean, I, I really like what he did this year when, with the time that he had, um, mm-hmm. I thought he played really, really good in the Patriots game. Um, down the stretch, he played really, really great. Um, yeah, like I, I think that, uh, again, I think it would be a manageable contract. Um, I, I, considering he hasn't really poured it on until this year, which worries me a little bit because it is contract year. Um, right. Yep. But at the same time, we all knew that he was pretty raw coming out of college. Um, so it did take a little bit of time. Uh, but yeah, like Ashton Davis is my one. He's my one resign there. All right. I like it. Um, Stick yeah. by it. Stick by it. I like that. I think that I think that's a good signing. Um, yeah. PFF graded <laughs> out for the year 74.8 or something like that. Right, he didn't have a ton of stats there and he didn't get like a ton of playing time. But, I, you know, I think. To your point, like he played well when he did, um, and yeah, he, he probably would come cheaply. I don't. Any any thoughts on that on that group there, Josh? I'm I'm fine getting rid of most of these guys. <laughs> I, I I will not be buying an Ashton Davis jersey, but I will I will like the photos of Travis in them. Yeah, there you go. I will like the photos of Travis. <laughs> I will heart his photos. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. Next group here. Uh, what do we got? So let's talk about defensive linemen. Quinton Jefferson, who he says he's going to be healthy for the start of the season. Solomon Thomas, Broadway fan. Uh, Carl Lawson, I'll lump him into this group. Al Woods and uh, Ifadi Odenigbo. I'm not going to say that, right, but Odenigbo. Okay, so like uh, of those guys, who, who do you want back? I, I mean, I have some thoughts. Uh, any guys specifically you want back for them uh, for next year? I'd go Solly and Quentin out of that bunch. Yep, I was going to say the same. I, I like Solomon first. Quentin yes. maybe doesn't fit long term, but I do like Solomon Thomas a lot coming back. Right, Quentin could be good because he'll, you know, coming off injury, like it's hard to know what the market will bear for someone like him. Solomon Thomas is clearly a leader. Um, you know, he, he's someone you can live without, but it, he's certainly a good player to have. And I think, you know, he clearly likes this offense. He likes his coaching staff. He likes New York. He likes to get to go to his Broadway shows. So, um, so I think there's a lot of reasons why Solomon Thomas would, would want to be in New York. Um, and hopefully, you know, sign a good, you know, fair deal for him. But, you know, like he is the kind of player that you could imagine some, um, rebooting organization would look to kind of as a way to, um, I don't know, create like a culture signing, like an overpay culture yeah. signing. So like, I, I, I hope that Thomas is back. I could just see him winding up in a, I don't know, you know, if, if the, if the Falcons hire a defensive minded head coach or something, like they bring in someone like him to be one of the kind of pace setters for the group. But like, hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, but I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys. All right. Um, what else we got? Okay, offensive line. Oh, oh yeah. Well, the one that we didn't even talk about. Sorry, Billy. Was, was Carl, yeah, you don't Carl have Lawson. to bring his name sorry. up. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Oh, I, I was waiting for Billy. I, I we'll, we'll go to that for a second, but we didn't even talk about Carl Lawson. Like, like I just cannot wait for him to not be on this team because, like, just yeah. that contract alone Some is cost. just such an albatross. Like, I just do not want to see that name ever again. Goodbye. Goodbye. You maybe maybe that should be my like jersey purchase, and then the number I can just put like whatever his, you know, full, full fair contract value was for the team. Jeez. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, offensive line. Yes. Yeah, spinning it forward to offensive line. Sorry. I just false started you guys there. Um, we've got two uh, outgoing player. No, three. Well, Mikai already talked about. And then the other two 
in that group. Oh, there's some more. There's some more. Um, you got three. Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern yep. at mm-hmm. center. We got Dwayne Brown. Remember Dwayne Brown plays on this team? And then he OT does. Billy Turner. All right. What, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Travis. Oh, man. Travis. Yeah. Take out the trash. Take out Who the are trash. you firing into the sun, Travis? <laughs> Billy fucking Turner, man. God, no, no goodbyes, no nothing. Lock the fucking door. Don't let him back in. <laughs> yes, Wayne goodbye, Brown, Billy I mean, his shit should have been gone like freaking week two. I mean, the dude hasn't. Uh, um, yes. I don't hate McGovern, but like, I, there's no need for him. Um, Tittman, Tittman showed he can be a solid center if we don't go after one. In uh, in the draft, Tipman showed he can be a solid guard. Like, there's no reason to even look to McGovern. Um, yeah, uh, he it, it he would be a mistake if we don't draft the center in like the third round or something like that. Yeah, yeah that would be a exactly. Big mistake. Um, but yeah, Billy Turner can go fuck himself. God. <laughs> <laughs> any any other thoughts on that, Josh? Uh, I would love I'd love Billy Billy Turner um, to to collab with the New York city transit authority and, <laughs> and let's get, let's get my guy's name on a turnstile somewhere yeah, in, yeah, yeah. uh, in, in, in downtown Manhattan. I would love well, to it's see just the, I'd love the Billy Turner Memorial turnstile. It's always broken, right? You just I, go I would love free. nothing. Yeah. I would love nothing more than to sit my boys up on my lap um, and tell them the, the tale of old Billy turnstile turn Turner and where you oh, can go see, God. Uh, yeah. the turnstile in Midtown, where you can just walk right through yeah. at any moment you want. Times Square at the uh, at the Grand Central Station connector to Times Square. There's a there's a, mm-hmm. a turnstile, Billy Turner. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm in. I'm in. Let's make it happen. Let's let's go fund me this one. Um, all right. Last group, as far as I can tell, or last player from this group is is there's just one one wide receiver that we're not going to have back. I already mentioned it earlier. Randall Cobb. Um, how, how are we feeling about the Cobb mob, Joshy? Listen, it was fun while it lasted for that episode and a half of Hard Knocks. Uh, We're grateful for all you didn't do for us all year. Thanks for holding down um, a roster spot that that should have very quickly um, been turned over um, much sooner in the season. Um, Randall, uh, maybe maybe you get a maybe Aaron drives you to the airport. he, He daps you up. And tells you that he'll see you in Canton or something, but um, it's not going to be any more plays on this roster for me for him. So, so you're telling me the one catch for four yards did not change your did not change your tune yesterday? Is that Listen, what you're I, me? so so no, and I'd like to talk about the <laughs> no. specific moments that made Travis feel so good about Ashton Davis back to the point of buying <laughs> a jersey. What point did that happen? <laughs> I'm. I have been flummoxed since those words left your lips. I'll have to take that one offline, but I need to know more. <laughs> All right, Tra- Travis. He- here's here's uh, Randall Cobb's you- uh, career-ending stat line for with the, with the Jets. All right, seventeen targets, five receptions for thirty-nine yards and and one touchdown. So uh, is that that pretty good? What do you think? Is that pretty good? Yeah, man. Ring of it's honor. Better, it's slightly better than I could do. Is, uh, is is Randall Cobb? I'm I'm just getting into the bear, Travis. Is Randall Cobb your um? Who's the girl? The girl like sous chef who uh, is always stressing out uh, because nobody. Oh, I forget her. her name. She just Emmy won an Emmy yesterday, but she's great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe her name's Emmy. I don't know. Is is Randall Cobb like the Emmy of the bear? 
of, of being. No, I know. The- no. I got this on lockdown, but I want to hear Travis first. No, <laughs> it's it's her counterpart, the the older dude. Yes, that doesn't want to. Uh, doesn't Ibrahim. Want to see how he does things. Yes, yeah. Ibra. Yeah. Yep, Ibra. Okay, yeah, that's, that's him. Yeah, that's right. one thousand percent who he is. Yeah, guys, I'm gonna smash the rest of the bear episodes in the next in the next week or two, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk more about the off season. We're gonna talk more about Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna talk more about Aaron Rodgers um, saying that he wants you know to do multiple years. Um, we're gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, maybe are we maybe bringing back to- Brett Ripien? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> yes. Well. Hell. Yes. Of course. Of How course could we're you bringing out NFL royalty, Brett Rippin. Yes. Of course. Um. But uh. Yes. We're, we're going to talk I'm, about all those things. Yes. Go ahead, Josh. I. I. I propose our off season. Our off season podcast schedule shifts into full bear talk, and I would love to again, Travis. Like for Travis, Ashton Davis is now his Marcus. Like he is seeing growth oh. in him that no one else saw, and we could do oh, a good forty minutes on that. Yep, that's good. I you, like you that. In Sydney, we were we were all trying to name it. it was, it's Sid, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I'm yeah. definitely, I'm definitely Ricky or Richie or whatever. Richie, I'm Richie. Of the, I'm the Richie. I of just want to be Uncle Jimmy. I love Uncle Jimmy. <laughs> I love Oliver Platt. That guy's my so guy. Many, I have forty Carmi moments a day. <laughs> you got some Uncle Jimmy's chasing you around the kitchen, Trev. We got to we yes, have for you. business partners. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been fun. I mean, I'm glad we talked through some of this. I'm glad we got this out. I hope that some of our our listeners have uh, cathartically, therapeutically enjoyed our, our our talks this year. We will continue in the off season. It probably won't be on the every week basis, but yeah, there's still lots to talk about. Um, you know, players are getting. I mean, coaches are getting fired and GMs are getting fired all over the place. So there, it's, there's going to be some interesting fallout, especially in the East, like whatever happens with the Belichick job, that's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh, oh, he's coming out. He's, he's looming. I, I mean, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I think I go to, I go to San Diego or whatever, Los Angeles to the Chargers. Um, but like, you know, he's looming and I am very worried about where Jim Harbaugh is going to wind Arms up to coaching. Chicago. Yeah, he'll he, be a bear. Oh, he'll be the coach of the Bears. Yeah, I could totally see that. Or wait, are they the bringing him back? Grounds. Is Eberflus back, back, or what? Have, have they announced anything? They haven't announced anything. They haven't announced anything. So that guy's got. I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure Jim Harbaugh's new agent Don Yee is talking to the uh, the McCaskill family as as we speak. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, uh, him going to New England would be like the most. Nah. It would be the most Jets move ever, like to, for that to have happened. Like, okay, cool. Now this guy's here. Okay, awesome. Now I get to deal with this for the next ten years until he's becomes totally insufferable and stealing signs. Well, for, listen, uh, we we did we felt that way about Mac Jones, and I'm pretty sure we would love Mac Jones to be in this conference <laughs> for ten more years. I would love to play that guy twice a year. What if Belly came to uh, Woody Johnson and said, "Yo, bygones are bygones." If you want to get rid of Salah, oh, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, no, because then they'll sign a one-day contract. And exactly. then he'll, he'll <laughs> yeah, and go, burn. My guard is up. My guard is up with the Emperor forever. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's, I think that's wise. I think that's wise. Very yes. wise. All right, gentlemen, this has been fun. Thanks for talking. Um, w- listeners, thanks for listening as always. Um, again, thanks, thanks for sticking with us this season. Uh, obviously, got I got pretty – uh, I was on the DL last week. I had a pretty bad cold, and so no podcast. But 
we'll get a couple extras in before now in the Super Bowl as we try and figure out what the heck this team is going to do to actually uh, run it back. Are they running it back? I don't know if you can run what we just we're did. Jogging. We're if, jogging. We're jogging it back. Ashton Davis yeah. is going to run it back. Yeah, Ashton Davis is running it back. <laughs> the rest of the team is not running it back. Please this. do not run back. 2023. Um, but all right. Three people we're, we're, believe in Ashton Davis, his agent, his mom, and Travis. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Just fly high, guys. All right, everybody. That's my, that's my advice to you as we get out of here. Fly high. Get above those crows. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.